Wessex LMCs supporting you and your practice. Hello and welcome to another Wessex LMCs podcast. My name is Laura Edwards and I'm one of the medical directors at Wessex LMCs and I'm joined today by Dr Catherine Edmonds who is a local GP who has an interest in green issues. Hi Catherine. Hi Laura, thanks for having me back. You're very welcome. We started off, didn't we, uh, with a little podcast before touching on green issues and how they might be relevant to to GPs. And we've invited you back uh, to do uh, um, the first of a series of kind of mini podcasts on just some of those topics and uh, and just bringing them to people's attention and perhaps start some some thoughts around them on particular topics. So today, Catherine, um, you wanted to talk to us about prescribing and de-prescribing and thinking around that and from an environmental aspect so what what would you like to share with us yeah thanks Laura so I think there's a lot of talk about um, the environment currently and the climate and about becoming net zero as a country or an industry and I think it's important to start by just explaining the how much of an impact the NHS has on that so the NHS makes up five percent of the UK's carbon emissions at the moment which is the equivalent to all of the aeroplanes taking off from Heathrow each year. So it's a significant contribution. And pharmaceuticals are the biggest contributor to that, um, particularly in primary care. So that's the manufacture, the distribution um, of those pharmaceuticals. Now, there's good evidence to say that we don't use these always appropriately. So 30 to 50% of medications that are prescribed for long-term conditions are not used as intended. That's up to half, wasted. Um, And that has a cost of up to £300 million a year uh, for the NHS, just in wasted medications. So there's clearly some room to improve that, which will come with financial benefits, but also importantly, benefits to the environment because of the carbon emissions associated with those pharmaceuticals. But aside from the financial and, shall we say, carbon costs, there's a biodiversity cost as well. Active ingredients in pharmaceuticals end up in the water system either through the active metabolites being excreted in urine or by being inappropriately flushed down the toilet, which does still happen. And there's evidence that this affects wildlife. So for example, estradiol metabolites from contraceptives has been shown to feminize fish. Uh, Fluoxetine can delay tadpole development and certain antibiotics and non-steroidals have been shown to cause growth restriction and damage to aquatic weeds and plankton. So we don't always consider these things, thank goodness, in our 10 minute consultation. (laughs) I think my head would explode. (laughs) But I think if you've got 10 minutes now to listen to this podcast and just um, just make it part of your part of your day to have a reflect to reflect about whether you could reduce your pharmaceuticals. And I'm just going to run through a few ways that you can do that. Mm. Um, This this came into my mind a few weeks ago because I had a a telephone call with an elderly patient who uh, needed a medication review. And it quickly became apparent that he didn't really know what all his tablets were for. He couldn't tell me the names or when he was supposed to take them. So I, I was obviously generous with my time at that, on that day. And I said, well, listen, come, come down and see me tomorrow and bring all your tablets and we'll go through them and see what you've got. And he said, doctor, it's going to be difficult. You see, I've got so many boxes of tablets. I hadn't got any more room in my house. And I've started putting them up in the loft and I can't get up there to bring them down. <laughs> And I just realised what a huge burden we're putting on this patient to keep sending boxes and boxes of drugs 
the financial implication of that. And also these medications have often been manufactured abroad. They've been flown or shipped over here. And what's going to happen to them next? So I want to just talk about how we might be able to battle that. I think firstly, think about de-prescribing. As much as you think about prescribing, think about stopping things. Make it a part of all of your medication reviews. If something's not doing what it was intended to do, stop it and maybe consider an alternative. Talk to patients about why you might be doing this. Sometimes I think they feel guilty about telling us if they're not telling, taking their drugs as they're told. They, they might not say that they're forgetting them or they don't really believe they're working. So by having a conversation about the importance of not wasting drugs, hopefully that will open up the options for them to explain what they really think about their treatments. But use patients in the decision making as well. So there's a really good website called MedStopper, which um, is very public facing and public friendly. And you can put all your tablets in there and what you take them for. And it gives the pros and cons of taking them, of stopping them, and perhaps even the priority of order that you might stop them in terms of how much risk versus benefit they bring. I think the other thing is thinking about waste. So encouraging patients to return tablets that they're not using to the pharmacy so that pharmacists get an idea of what's not being needed and not to send out again, but also um, so that they don't end up in incineration or, or in the water, water systems. And finally, and most importantly, I think, have a thought for what the alternatives are. So social prescribers are really good resources here to help us think about alternatives to prescribing. Things like recommending green spaces, local community groups or walking groups, gym exercise on referral. They're all really well evidence-based to improve health, but also lives, and they avoid pharmaceuticals. So have a look at how you can be more proactive with using those sorts of things with, in combination with your pharmacists and your social prescribers. So in summary, I think this is a huge amount to think about all at once, but just keep it in the back of your mind. Every time you start a drug, think about is there an alternative that could be stopped or is there an alternative that could be done instead? Oh, thank you, Catherine. That was um, really interesting. Lots of thought provoking stuff there. Quite shocking about the um, statistic around Heathrow um, and, and the airplanes. That's that's uh, very thought provoking and a little bit sobering about the wildlife as well. Um, and uh, and that that is yeah thought thought provoking again. I agree with with. Um, I, I'm very fortunate. I don't take very many medications, but whenever I do, I get them out of the boxes. I look at the plastic that they're encased in, and my heart sinks a, a little around that. And obviously, we have patients who are, I, I see regularly in my clinic who perhaps have thirty different medications, and you do you think about kind of the just sheer volume of plastic that they um, they will have be faced with on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, and I'm sorry about your patient who was bewildered. And I think that's possibly how it could feel because we we just see things as neat little lines on our on our screens, don't we? We don't see the vast number of boxes or the um, juggling and kind of burden on, on their brain space to be trying to fit all of those medications into their day. Um, and, uh, and I think it, it's a real challenge to us to try and balance the push of uh, Western medicine and the benefits that drugs bring, bring to people with also actually there is there is an impact that they have that is an adverse impact in terms of, kind of stress um, of, of trying to juggle all those medications. So obviously anyone who's listening to this who's a patient, please don't stop your medications without consulting uh, your GP. But I think what we're saying is 
um, as GPs, we will try and look at medications and see if people can stop them um, rather than just always starting. It's it's tricky in the 10 minute consultation that you look at things, but you can save them up for another consultation. And sometimes I do that with patients if I feel we haven't got time. As I say, it might be worth us having a chat and seeing whether we can stop any of these or whether you need to take all of these um, or how you're feeling about your medications and you can put it into another consultation and then and then give it its own section of time. You're absolutely right. I think it's quite a tricky topic between patients and doctors that if they've been prescribed something, then there's sometimes an element of guilt of, well, do you know what, this thing that you gave me, you, you tried to help me doctor, and actually, I don't think it really works. <laughs> I think that's, that's quite difficult for patients to say to us sometimes. Um, but it's, it's worth having that conversation, um, is your point, not only for that individual patient, but also uh, for the environment as, as well. So I think that's that's really interesting. And I like the med stopper, I'll be having a look at that. And um, and social prescribing, I agree, it's the way forward. And as GPs, a lot of us would love to be able to do that stuff in our consultations. But actually, again, we're time pressured and um, there isn't simply enough of us to go around. But social prescribers can help and um, can help uh, engineer those conversations, manage those conversations, give that time. And it, it reminds me of that quote that a lot of the world's problems could be solved by a bicycle. <laughs> um, <like> yeah. <laughs> so... Thank you very much for joining us today, Catherine. I think that's some really good uh, food for thought there. And we look forward to speaking with you again soon. Thank you. Thanks, Laura. Bye. Wessex LMCs, supporting you and your practice. <laughs>